Well, we're here to encounter Jesus. Anybody been encountering Jesus this morning? And we're not finished yet. And out of those encounters, though, that's how you change a city. One person encountering at a time, a city can be changed. Jesus changed the woman at the well, and she went back and brought the, the whole city to encounter Jesus. One encounter released an encounter over the whole city. And I believe that, that you, are, you are pregnant with the presence of God, that you're pregnant with encounters. And, and God's been doing so much. Uh, Marcy shared last week about canceling out fear. Anybody experience less fear in your life this week out of that? And we just declare that the, the fears in our lives are canceled out in, in Jesus' name. Uh, any kids out there? As Jason already said, are you with me today? There's a few of you out there. Any big kids out there? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I want to talk this morning. I just want to, last week we had an encounter Sunday, and I want to talk this morning about living a lifestyle of encounter. And I'm looking at a room full of people that you're here because you've had encounters with Jesus. But I just want to declare that your greatest encounters with Jesus are still ahead. And that we're going to live a lifestyle of encounter. We're going to live encounter, but also we're going to give encounter. And I, I've really been challenged recently. Marcy stood up here a couple weeks ago and talked about generosity. And generosity, when I think about generosity, my mindset always go to, almost always goes towards what? Towards money. But she talked about being generous with love and generous with the presence. And I felt convicted in that moment that I haven't been generous enough with the presence of God. And so we're going to generously give encounters. We're going to live encounters, and we're going to give encounters. And so I want to take us this morning to John chapter 7, beginning in verse 37, where Jesus was speaking at the Feast of the Tabernacles. And it says that he got up on the great day, which probably was the seventh day, of the feast, and the feast had begun with a ceremony of water and all kinds of pomp and circumstance and all types of things they did. And, and uh, as it came to the seventh day was the ending of the part of the feast that involved the water ceremony. And in this ceremony, the priests would come and they would pour out water on the altar. And as they did that, it signified that God, you are our provider. You are the only one who can provide for us. You are the only one who can provide water. And then, in John seven thirty seven, Jesus stood up. And this is what he said. On the last day of the great feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty... Let him come to me and drink. So they had just finished the water ceremony. And Jesus stands up. And they had signified that only God can provide. And Jesus stood up and said, whoever is thirsty, let him come to me and let him drink. I am the water. And here Jesus was even saying, I am God. You can imagine how angry the religious leaders were. <laughs> and so that's the context of this verse. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For he who believes in me, as the scripture said, 
from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were yet to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So I want us to see what Jesus spoke first in living a lifestyle of encounter. He said, if anyone is thirsty, can you say thirsty? Thirst is about always pursuing more. There is more that God has for us. There is so much more that he wants to do in every single one of our lives. And we can all sit here and testify all day of things that he's done, of encounters that we've had, but we have not seen anything yet. And so Jesus got up at the at the feast, and I think this is funny that after seven days of feasting, eating and drinking, Jesus gets up and says, hey, is anyone thirsty? And I love how Jesus does things like that. That he brings us back to the reality that there is only one thing that satisfies, and that is his presence. He is the only thing that satisfies. Encountering Jesus is the only thing that truly satisfies. Encountering Jesus with that, and I love how God does this, it's like encountering Jesus satisfies, but you also are like addicted for more. Don't you love how God works? The only thing that satisfies, but once you taste and you see that the Lord is good, you have to come back for more. And I, I just believe that God is stirring afresh in us as a people right now a hunger for more. I feel it. I feel it in our worship. And I, I'm so thankful that he's doing that. You know, we have to be careful that we do not grow satisfied. It's one of the things that the church of Laodicea, the apostle John wrote. He said, because you say, I'm rich, I've become wealthy, and I have need of nothing and you do not know that you're wretched, miserable, poor, and blind, and naked. And that whole thing of, have I come to the place where I don't need anything anymore? Have I become satisfied with what I have in my life? You know, I don't know how, if you've been out of the country for a while, and after a while you start craving things. You know, after being out of the country for like three weeks, we're like, we land at the airport, and we're headed for Tex-Mex. <laughs> Preaching now. You, you, begin, you begin to crave things. You begin to have this hunger because you've been away from certain things. And I've had, I've had all the beans and rice. I don't ever want to hear anybody say beans and rice again. You're like... <laughs> and many times... <laughs> Many times you come back, you're just like, I, I have places even. I have a, like a certain restaurant in the Miami airport when I've been traveling in different countries. I come back, I I'm, know I'm going there, and I'm going to get that hamburger there. And, and you begin to thirst for things when you've been out of the country. One time Marcy was in Mozambique, and, and the Lord spoke to her as she was watching people come from all over the world to, a, to kneel in the dirt paying thousands of dollars to come to the middle of nowhere 
in Pimba, Mozambique. And the Lord spoke to her and said, this is abundance in the land of the hungry. I want you to go home and pray for hunger in the land of abundance. We live in the land of abundance. But we know that only one satisfies. And we're going to live hungry. We're going to live thirsty for the presence of God. And many times, thirst and hunger often involve waiting and turning from the temptation of instant gratification. Will I step back from what would satisfy my flesh and bring immediate gratification? Will I step back and wait a moment and be willing to be empty for a moment to press into what is real and what truly satisfies? So on the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come. Let him come. So a lifestyle of encounter involves continually coming to Jesus. With every breath, Jesus, I'm drawing near to you. Living in that place of a continual, never-ending conversation with him. Just always coming to him, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. You're living in that place of talking. Your heart is open. You're pressing in to know him, to see you. Jesus, I'm looking for you today. I'm not just surviving today. I am here to know you in this place today. And I'm here to know your presence. Coming to Jesus is your eternal destiny. You know, when, when, we, uh, when we get to heaven, you know, and someone says, well, hey, okay, you're in heaven now. Kids, you out there? Yes. So, in heaven, the Bible talks about streets of gold. But what is going to be our focus when we get in heaven? Are we going to be all excited about streets of gold? I don't think so. Are we going to be excited about mansions? Things? 80-inch TV, flat screen? Gold-plated Tesla. We're going to be... <laughs> Gold-plated escalator. <laughs> I, thought th- I thought this was creative. Guys, we're going to be focused on one person. You're not, you're not going to be over there chipping away so that you can have a piece of gold from the street. I guarantee you. You are going to be captivated, overcome, completely fascinated in awe of the majestic one himself, Jesus Christ. You are going to be running with supernatural speed right up to that throne. You are not going to pass go and collect $200 you were going to head straight for Jesus. I was thinking about this this week, you know. I may have run my fastest mile that my legs will run back at Wedgwood Middle School <laughs> a few years ago. 
But I want to say this. My heart has not yet run its fastest mile towards Jesus. And my heart was created to know him and to worship him. And so it's going to be very clear in heaven that day. There's, there's, going to, it's not, there's not going to be any, any question about it, what life, what all of creation, all of destiny, what every second has been about has been about Jesus Christ himself. But I don't want to wait till heaven to live that way. I want to live that way on earth as much as possible. I want to live my life more and more and more and more consumed with the person of Jesus Christ, hungering and thirsting to know and experience him more. He is reality. He is the beginning and he is the end. And so living a life of encounter is about continually coming to Jesus. So he said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Can you say drink? Staying intoxicated with Jesus. Something happens to you when you drink living water. And you just take that moment and you just drink, even as we've done. As we breathed in this morning, just drinking the presence of God. You were created to live intoxicated with his presence. And Jesus spoke at the feast and he spoke of the spirit. And it says because he was not yet glorified, the spirit had not yet been poured out. But I want to tell you something. Jesus has been glorified and the Holy Spirit has been poured out. And we are created now to live our lives intoxicated with his presence. The way that you get intoxicated is you just keep drinking. You drink and you drink. It becomes a, a lifestyle, a habit of drinking in the presence of God. That I'm not going to live my life full of flesh, full of earthly desires, full of anxieties, full of cares and worries of this world. I am going to live my life full of the presence of God. And I'm going to keep coming to Jesus. I'm going to keep drinking. I'm going to keep letting him stir up that well of life coming from within me. You were created to live intoxicated with living water. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. So living an encounter lifestyle is a lifestyle of believing. It's a lifestyle of faith. It's a lifestyle of living where the invisible is the reality in our lives. It's that place of trusting Jesus and knowing what he says is reality, not what the world says. Knowing that his presence is reality. The things that we see are temporal. But his presence is reality. What we've been experiencing this morning is not just emotion. 
it's reality. The presence of Jesus himself. It's not just something that we do to feel better. It's reality. In fact, as you worship, you're not just doing something. You are being who you really are. Because you are now a temple. And the presence of God is really real. feel like the Lord wants me to tell this story this morning. One day, uh, my son Matt and I were, it was his, the time where I took him to, we took turns with the kids, taking him out to lunch, and, and uh, he had been with me over in the, the CAC, and we've been doing some work over there, and we went out to lunch, and we came back. And during the lunch hour, one of our strong intercessors had been praying the whole lunch hour in the CAC. And we came back, and Matt was probably eight or nine. And uh, we walked in the CAC after this person had been worshiping and praying in there for an hour. And Matt said, Daddy, something is different in here. And it was the presence of God. The presence of God is real. The presence of God is tangible. It is reality. And we're around people all the time who've never, ever experienced the presence of God. So we can be generous to give away. And we live in that place of believing and trusting the invisible is reality. Again, this building is going to pass away. The chairs that you're seated in, Jesus is more real than that chair. It has a limited lifespan. Believing in Jesus calls us out of the boat, beyond the natural, and deeper into the invisible, impossible reality. Reality is the presence of God in this room. Reality is angels are in this room. Reality is that everything centers around not man-made kingdoms. Everything centers around the throne of God. Around a person, Jesus Christ himself. And I will live my life on earth that way. Centered on him. So he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow. Say flow. Will flow rivers of living water. So living an encounter lifestyle is also about flowing. It's about living in the river of the Spirit flowing from inside of us. I had this picture as I was worshiping. I knew it was for me, but I think it may also be for some others. I saw the Lord take me from this one stream. I was in this one stream, and I felt like the intensity of God. It's like he yanked me out of that stream, and he went boom and put me in a stronger, deeper, higher stream. You're created to live in the river of God that is flowing from inside of you now because Jesus has been glorified and the Holy Spirit himself is living in you. 
And we no longer have to live these lives of trying to perform and measure up and do things. God himself is inside of me, living through me, praying through me, speaking through me. I can hear his voice. I know him. We live now in the new covenant where the river of God flows from inside. I'm not dependent on all these outside things to satisfy and run my life on the approval of man, but I have God himself inside of me, spirit of God flowing rivers of living water. Read an article in the last several weeks about how honey, they found these traces of, of like cesium, whatever, 137 or something in this honey. And it, it really surprised them. Yeah, cesium 137 uh, from tests back in the 50s and the 60s. And cesium 137 is supposed to only have a half life of around 30 years. And they're kind of like, wow, this stuff's really, really sticking around. You know, as I read that, though, I thought, I know something more powerful than radiation. What if we really believed that when we pray for someone and someone is touched by the presence of God themselves, that it marks their lives in such a way that they will never recover? Just as radiation in the natural, for years and years and years, you may not see it, but the effects of it are there I know something much more powerful than radiation. It's the presence of God. Marks people. It changes lives. The living water within you is powerful to mark lives for all eternity. Living water, half-life, infinity. <laughs> I can give you temporal gifts, but there's a gift that lasts forever. Jesus, his presence, being marked by the living water of God. So I want you to stand this morning and take your communion packet. We're going to have to teach a class on how to do this with a microphone. I didn't teach this in seminary. Jesus, we're so thankful for your body that was broken for us. And as we take of this today, we just declare that you are reality. Lord, it's been so good to worship in this room with these people this morning. And to lean back in your loving arms and to breathe deep. And to know that you're a good and loving father. Lord, I thank you that I'm going to get to worship for all eternity with those in this room. And with people from every tribe and tongue and nation 
who know you, Jesus. Jesus, may our lives be more centered on who you are. And Lord, may we become less and less satisfied with earthly things. May we feel the pull of heaven drawing us into courts deeper in your presence, places we've never been and known in you before, God. We have tasted, we're here today, Lord, because we've tasted and we know that you're good. God, draw us deeper. Jesus, we thank you that your body was broken so that we could really know you, that you took our sins, our infirmities, that by your stripes we are healed. And we thank you for that today, Jesus, that you did it perfectly, that there's no lack in what you did with your body. And we thank you, Jesus, that on that last night that you took the bread and you broke it and you said, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat. Jesus, we thank you for your blood. That every sacrifice made throughout the old covenant was all to point to the reality of the cross. Jesus, thank you for every drop that you shed that gives people like us the ability to come into the throne room and to live in the holy place to even be able to speak and say the name Jesus. Let's speak his name. Just say it, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, your name is so holy. And we can speak your name today with confidence, with no fear, knowing that we come to a throne of mercy and a throne of grace. We're so thankful, God. Thank you for all that you died for. Jesus, we choose the fullness of what you have for us on this earth. To live consumed with you. Consumed with who you are. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you for the blood of the new covenant. Thank you for this new covenant, God, that comes from within. A covenant where... You measured up for us, where you have made us the righteousness of God, where you became sin and we became righteous. Thank you, Jesus. We receive the fullness of your blood. We receive the fullness of your blood over our bodies right now. We receive the fullness of your blood over our families. We thank you, Jesus, for everything that you purchased. So, Lord, we fully expect as we do this in remembrance of you that you're going to do what you do right now, that you're going to heal right now, that captives are going to be set free right now, that family members are going to be brought back right now because they've been purchased. Father, that lost family members are going to be saved right now because of the power of the blood. Father, we expect right now that things that have been tormenting our bodies are leaving. 
because of the power of the name of Jesus. With the presence that marks. Thank you, Jesus. So he took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Take and drink all of it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's just clap. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Father, I thank you for new hunger in our lives. I just feel like we need to end this morning up here in the altar. If you just want to say yes to more hunger, let's just come up here taking those steps just to say yes. Yes, Jesus. More hunger in my life. I want to know you more. With every breath that I breathe, I draw near to you, Jesus. God, I thank you that we get to live our lives fascinated with you overcome with you our lives full of you God and and Lord in a a place that we live of abundance may our lives not be filled with temporal things but may they be filled God with your presence I want to know you more I'm thirsty Lord just speak that out that's you I'm thirsty Lord I'm thirsty Lord I'm thirsty I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty, Jesus, for more of you. I'm thirsty, Jesus. Only you satisfy. Only you, Jesus, satisfy. Jesus, I come to you. And I drink. And right here is where, just right in this place, I just... Just breathe in and drink of his presence. Let Holy Spirit who's already inside of you, let him well up in you. Let him be on you. Let him overcome you. Living water, you are created to be intoxicated with the very presence of God, the living spirit of God. You are created to live intoxicated. And I just feel like there's some of you like you just need permission permission granted to live intoxicated with the presence of God. <laughs> I feel like somebody, somebody, so a voice told someone it's not practical. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're going to live intoxicated with your presence. The Holy Spirit has been given. You live in the day that the prophets of old longed for. The Spirit of God has been poured out. Ho! Ho! Father, let people feel the presence of God. Let them feel your presence, Lord.
tasted and you've seen and you know you know where life is I bless your life this week to be more centered on the person of Jesus Christ I bless you to know that your home is already heaven and that you have been given permission to live with heaven as your home on the earth and for your life to look more like what you're truly called to do I bless you to be more aware of your home here on the earth. And I declare over your life that you are becoming more contagious with the presence of God. And I bless you this week with opportunities to be generous with the presence of God that you carry. I bless you with opportunities to be generous with the presence of Jesus to be generous with love, that there is no lack in the river of God within you. <laughs> You're not running out. The more you give, the more there is. Thank you, Jesus. If there's anyone here or online that you've never met Jesus in a personal way, this is your moment to come to him, that he died on the cross, he rose again, so that you might have a relationship, a relationship with Him. If that's you and you're in this room and you say, I don't know if I have a relationship with Him, I want to. I want to have a relationship with Him. Would you just raise your hand right now? Anyone in this room this morning, we want to give an opportunity to come, to come to Him. Anyone online right now, just invite Him into your life. Jesus, I come to you. Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died, that you rose again, and I receive you into my life right now. I believe and trust in you. Jesus Christ is Lord. Can we all say that together? Jesus Christ is Lord. Look at someone near you right now and just say that. Jesus Christ is Lord. 
Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Well, I bless you today. I bless you as you go. I bless you to live with greater hunger and to live full of him. Bless someone as you leave. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for joining us online.